Welcome back to another episode of Ben and Eric's podcast, the classic series. Today we are discussing the 1978 horror classic Halloween. Fifteen years after murdering his sister on Halloween night 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois to kill again. To be clear, we will only be reviewing one movie today, um, as this is another iteration of our separate classics series, where we review one movie that we believe to be a part of the classical film canon. Eric, uh, some big news over the weekend, big event, not news, but your last child got married. How are you feeling? This is the day after, um, we're recording this on a Tuesday. I left uh, Monday afternoon. How are you feeling today? I am feeling very well. Um, I think eight and a half or nine hours of sleep last night helped, which uh, is a number I rarely achieve at this age. You're going to tell me I'm old on this podcast at least once, so I'll beat you to the punch. Um, but I got a lot of sleep and I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Good. Um, I really enjoyed my time there. I know everyone else did. Julie and Jesse put on a fantastic weekend event, reception, ceremony, all of it. Um, I know they had a huge hand. In fact, we're probably the only two hands, four hands, in planning it and people much older than me and who have been to a lot more weddings said it was probably the best wedding they'd ever been to. So that it was a really incredible time. Yeah, it was very non-traditional. And, um, I spoke to a bunch of people who really loved that aspect of it. It's almost like they had a cocktail party where a wedding ceremony just popped up out of nowhere mm -hmm. and, uh, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I was, uh, <clears throat> I, my head's still spinning from it. It was just a perfect weekend. And um, that was all, as you said, it was all their planning and their execution. So um, hats off to them. And yeah, my youngest is married. So um, all I have to do now is podcast for <laughs> the end of days. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to getting into this one and, uh, and others talking with you. We were a hit too, Ben. I mean, people were coming up to us, telling us how they loved the podcast. Some, yeah. some, older, some older people pulled out their phones. How do I, how do I subscribe? Show me how to search it. So I think we got some new subscribers. So it was, mm -hmm. it was a good marketing event for us, even though that oh, wasn't We networked the, the hell out of it. Yeah, we did. So it was, um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for anyone, it feels like now, just from being there, at least 90% of our listeners had to be there. Like it, it, that's just, that's my perception now is like anyone who's ever listened to it had to be at that wedding because I, by the end of it, I was like, please stop mentioning it. Please. Like it's, you didn't like, want me to mention it anymore. Definitely not. And I told everyone, like, I can't believe he just keeps mentioning it. <laughs> just keeps bringing it up. It's so fun. It, it was comic relief in my speech as the father of the bride. I threw yeah, in there the speech, comic relief. Yeah. For anyone who that don't overstate that, don't just slide that under the rug. Like he was like, where's Ben in the middle of his speech? <laughs> like, where is I he? Did. Where's my co-host? I did call out my co-host. So um, yeah. yeah, I needed a comic relief because it was, a, it was a heavy speech at times. And I, instead of having me cry through all of it, I got to, uh, I got to laugh at some of it too. It was a fantastic speech. Oh, thanks, I was, ben. I was a bit mortified that I was included in it, but. And I put a movie quote in the speech. There was a you movie did. quote lost yeah. in translation, Bill Murray. Yeah. So I, uh, I threw in some, a good movie reference. Yeah. 
Um, um, well, let's get into a movie that you probably didn't want to see. Well, I know that you didn't want to see. Um, I've forgotten that horror is not your genre uh, at all. And um, I had forgotten that. And so suggesting that we do a horror movie for Halloween was just like, oh, this would be playful. Like, we, we're finally going to do horror. Like, this is nice. And then you were like, I, I, I can't watch any of this. Like, I don't want to watch any of it. So how did you feel? How do you feel in that? Like, well, let's, let's continue on. The, let's continue on the assignment that I had, which is, yes, you mentioned a different movie, which I was like, okay, I don't know what that's about. And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, fuck. No, I'm not watching this. I don't like scary movies. And I did not like this assignment. I do not like this time of year where every new, you know, I get a list of movies that hit streaming every day. And it's like, uh, she rises from the ground and gets fucking killed. And these, these are the stupid titles of these movies. Right. And I'm not interested in this genre at all. <laughs> I, and then I went back and looked at like what scary movies, quote unquote, scary, uh, to me, maybe not to others that I liked. And I came up with a quick short list. I'm just going to read them. The shining Cape fear. Good. 28 days later, which could be zombie-ish. I don't know what you want to call that. A Quiet Place, which was as scary as I want to get out of a movie. The the um, the one with uh, Emily Blunt. Mm -hmm. uh, the Shining. I think I mentioned that already. Yep. I mentioned it twice. Yep. Sixth Sense. Um, get Out was was over the line for me. That does seem over the over the horror. It line was over the line, but it had definitely you know it had comedy. It had sort of psychological thriller kind of yeah. beats to it. I mentioned um, one of our listeners, Marie, was at the wedding, and um, I mentioned a great one, like a psychological thriller, which is Shutter Island, which I think is a Scorsese film, right? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Fear, yeah. which I loved. I absolutely love Shutter Island because it, it really is like a puzzle that you put together, too. It wasn't just like a scary movie. Mm. Um, but something like Signs, M. Night Shyamalan's Signs, mm -hmm. I could not get through. I had to turn it off. It freaked me out. So, you know, that's like, that's the edge of um, what I can handle. Um, so you picked Halloween. It's in a classic series. Uh, this episode is dropping right before Halloween. So we're doing the right thing as far as podcasters go. That's what we do, right? We yeah. topical uh, plan ahead choices here. Um, and uh, I kind of, I, I put my expectations out the window. I told you I didn't like jump scares. This movie had jump scares, you lying <laughs> motherfucker. So I don't know if you're setting me up for that. I but... wasn't. I wasn't doing it intentionally. <laughs> to be honest, what I remembered from my first watch, which is why I brought it up and why I wanted to do it, was that I was like, nothing actually happens until about 55 minutes in to an hour and a half long movie. I was like, that is really shocking. Mm. Because like, what yeah. happens before that, like, just I'm just thinking of... Um, uh, like thinking of oh, my roommates here, Rafferty. I'm recording a podcast. All right, cool. That's that's pretty awesome, right there. Um, what's what I was thinking of? Like, if these events happened and they happened during the day, or they happened and they were shot in like a less dramatic way, nothing happens. Like, what's really happening is like someone's getting stalked, and that's not really a spoiler. Someone's right. getting stalked. That's what happens for the first like 50 minutes, it, like yeah. for a big chunk of it. And so the fact that it is so scary and it is really like you're like adrenaline I could feel was like 
coursing through my body, which was great. By the way, I just rewatched it at like two in the morning last night. Oh, lights I, off. Yeah, I was I was getting into the full experience, and I thought of you like Eric would shit his pants right now. Yeah, I, was, I started. I think I started watching it at five p.m. Yeah, yeah, so. that's a good call for you. Yeah. But I was like, I'm I'm immersing myself in this, and yeah. it was great. I loved it. I hmm. I could feel it like I could I could feel adrenaline like going up and down my body. It was it was a tremendous experience, and I was really I really admired it. It it was still really like tame. You know, people have been chasing that right. kind of people have been trying to copy that kind of magic where nothing's really like there's there's something happening, but it's nothing like gory or over over the top dramatic or ridiculous, but it's just really, really tense. Mm -hmm. And I mean to me that is just exemplary filmmaking. That's all I can that's what I can attribute it to. And that's why yeah, people I, can't replicate it. And I don't mind that aspect of it. I, I sort of like the suspense building part of this. Um, but I, 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 so I, I really, no surprise, I didn't really like it. Um, <laughs> there were certain parts of it that were, that were interesting to me and I'm glad I saw it, but like, we don't, we, we can spoil this. Obviously it's a 1978 movie. Yeah, that's true. I was, the, I was towing the line. I was like, can we spoil it? I don't want to. The opening it, scene, yeah. um, which was great. I mean, the first few minutes was outstanding. Just how there was a reveal that the, the person who committed the first murder in the movie ends up being a child. That is the one who is then the adult in the later part of the movie. That is the psycho that's, that's going around. Michael Stop. Myers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that part and the fact that you didn't know as a kid while you were sort of in his POV as he's making his way through a house before he murders somebody is like, it's creepy as hell. Um, it was a great reveal. I, I loved how they pulled that off and um, it was a great scene. And then right after that, they go, you know, they get a little backstory as you jump ahead in time as to what happened to that kid since then. And he's in the mental hospital and, you know, he ends up escaping and all that, but that was sort of a great setup. And then it was like piano music and they're stalking and piano music and they're stalking and, oh, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. It's her first movie. Look how young she is. That's interesting. And then piano music and stalking, you know, and, and then you get into some murder, <laughs> right? And then you get into some murder and, and there's a couple jump scares. And I said, God damn it, Ben, a couple times. And then, um, did you, you watch know, this with Paige? Was she interested in, in it? Oh, no. She she had seen it. She she likes scarier movies more than I do, but okay. um she did not watch it with me. Um mm -hmm. and then there's just uh you know a couple dead teenagers and you know that's <laughs> That is like, a gross oversimplification of hey, a that was that was my that was my 30 second review and I stand by it. Um Well, we so... have 30 minutes at least to fill, <laughs> so you better be able to speak more than that about this movie. Uh, so at some at some level, I could I got how this was the original horror movie of its time, and it sort of launched every single it sort of relaunched the genre for the current day. I totally saw that and got that. For that reason, I'm I'm happy to have seen it. You could not pay me enough to watch Halloween two or three or four or fifty fucking eight. I don't care. I'm not doing it. But I get how this was the first of its kind, and the style I saw. And I could see the ones, the movies that I have seen, like the get outs and things sort of owe a lot to this movie. I could see that that was, you know, that was uh, an homage to, yeah. to Halloween 78. But um, yeah, that's my, 
that's my initial take on it. That's my review. Well, in, in terms of its impact on the film industry and the horror genre, I really like it to me, I consider it like, like you said, the start of this new age or just the start of this um, horror genre that we know today. But, and I've listened to podcasts on people who know way more about movies than me. And they talk about how like this person made this movie in the sixties and Nosferatu. And they talk about the complex history of horror and scary movies and how it leads to this, this pinnacle of like really, really well-made um, horror with like, with so much subtext, like the, the shining comes out like two years later. Like this is a, is a fantastic era of um of filmmaking and horror and it really goes it this is one of those movies that really goes to show like how much you can put in a horror movie how well made you can make it like how scary you can make it but also how much you can read into it as a um as a piece of art and so this movie is i i i don't want to make some claim like it's the the beginning of of this era because I think there are other movies you could probably do that to things that I'm not very familiar with, but I know this is like my favorite classic horror movie, just, just based on like the suspense building, the lighting. It just, it doesn't this movie, didn't this movie feel like it could be happening to you? Like you've lived, you've lived in suburbia. I, so have I like this. Doesn't that look like someone's yeah. backyard? The, the, the side entrance to someone's house it all looks so real but it's it's made up it's I, I, yeah i think i think when i made my decision many 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 years ago that i didn't like these kind of movies it was because i think it was because like when i'd see one and then i'd go walk the dog late at night it'd be like looking over my shoulder a little freaked out this mm -hmm. time i didn't feel that because i think i'm smarter and more mature and i realized <laughs> just because I watched a scary movie doesn't mean someone's trying to kill me now. So um, I did I'm that. smarter now. I'm Logic better. I can beat there. this. Right. I can beat, I can beat this thought <laughs> in my head. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know what I sort of got out of the movie. I, I like the suspense building. Like I said, I, I talked about the, the movies I kind of like in this, in this world that's horror adjacent, but straight out horror and like the jumping around and the people turning corners and there's a guy with a knife and we're popping out of a, a cupboard to, to murder somebody, you know, it's like, and, and like a good kill, like in this movie where, um, who's the guy he, uh, he kills Bob against the cupboard, right? Yeah. 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 Bob is got a, that is a, a good one, a knife. Well, you say it's a good one. He sticks a knife through Bob and the knife goes all the way to the cupboard to the point where Bob is suspended there against the cupboard with a big knife out of his chest. And, it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't see what the value of that is. I don't, I don't like, Oh, that was a great kill. It's like, I don't, I don't care. I didn't care about Bob before he got killed. I certainly don't care about him now. And, uh, and he's, he's up against the cupboard. So, you know, it's like, I, I hope I'm not alone in this. Otherwise everyone who's listening is going to be like, what an asshole, but I just don't, I don't get entertainment out of it. I'm already thinking what an asshole for trying to take this movie away from me. This is like, like that is not what I admire about this movie. Like him suspended in the air is not what I admire about this movie. But what I admire about it is when he's suspended and the knife is already through him, the very slow release of his grip on his neck. And then like the bringing down the hand mm -hmm. relieves the tension. 
the mm. tension's gone. The scene's over. We know what happened. What happened is what's done is done. And so like the very intentional, super slow release of the gloved hand or just the hand, I think that, that like suspended him in the air, which by the way, there's some crazy physics here. And like, considering how real it looks, yeah. um, not only can he not lift him up with one, like he, he, like he lateral raises, um, he, he front raises uh, an entire human man um, mm. with one arm. And that's like impossible. I do it with 10 pound weights. Actually, fifteen for the front, but like he did it with a hundred and fifty pound teenager. So you know what, whatever. He's also he's got some other supernatural aspects to him too. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't. He, he I didn't, knows how to drive despite I being didn't. locked up for fifteen years. Microanalyze that, or get shot in the chest twenty times. And oh still yeah, live. he's good. So, he's fine. So I'm not. I'm not that worried. But you make you bring up a really good point in terms of that shot, and I do. I in my mind, I can see the pull away from that, and the fact that you're looking at side profiles of both a very dead Bob and like Michael Myers. And they're silhouetted and, against the yeah. outdoor light that's coming in. Like it's, it's visually striking. And, and right. that moment, if it's not that complex of what's happening, it still looks very good. Yeah. And you still remember something about it. And to me, it's like rewatching it was just, it, it all came flooding back. Like I hadn't, I didn't remember and I didn't know like when things would happen. So because I had seen it already and like, I'm really glad I had seen it already. My anticipation was even greater. I knew what was going to happen. I knew when they were going to walk and turn a corner and something was going to be there. And it just made the slow pace, the slow camera movements, the slow literal pace of the actors walking. It made it even more like tension heavy. And um, it built even to something even higher because I knew what was around that corner. And mm -hmm. I, 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 it wasn't even the anticipation of what, but when, and that was a totally new experience for me. And I'm really glad I have that now. Like that is a really, that is something I, I, I took from, that is a new experience that I took from watching this movie for mm -hmm. a second time. Got it. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. There's a couple, I'm going to, I'm going to dump on this movie two more ways first. Did you think the audio <laughs> mix, do you think the audio mix is bad or was that, was that on my end? Because Look, like, there's, there's dialogue some... is super low and then, the piano kicks in and and it's like like oh I didn't, I didn't think it was like that okay there's that some there's some moments where like clearly they inserted audio and it's like clearly they're doing that physically because there's like there's a brief there's like a half second where I'm like where you hear that the audio's off and then it comes right back and like something went wrong with the audio um they tried to ADR something and it didn't quite work out it didn't mm -hmm. transition as smoothly there's stuff like that because it's a movie made in 78 on a lowish budget. But uh, to me, the audio was fine. Okay. All right. I, I won't, to, uh... to me, the audio was great. Like that's that score. Like that is what people really. Yeah. It's sort really of a classic, classic uh, little riff there that I get. everyone knows. it. It's like it has transcended the movie. Now itself. everyone knows it. A week ago, not everyone, everyone, everyone minus one. knows. <laughs> But now you would never heard that. You're telling me you've never heard that. I, I do recognize the piano. And you hadn't even seen the movie. Like this right. is this is a really big phenomenon in American culture was like this movie. And like says you. I know I didn't live through it, but I heard about it. What no, was it I, like being being I guess 45 when this this, movie was released? Shut up. <laughs> I, I, but now I think about it, I do know that all my friends were seeing this and. 
I was, yeah, it's just no interest. So, um, whatever. The other thing, the, the other thing I hated about it is the jump scare for just jump scare scare's sake. There was a cop that was sneaking yeah, up on yeah. people. The cop snuck on people up on people twice. And did it once to the doctor, and when the doctor's like looking into the house, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Myers. And first of all, you're a cop, right? And it's dark. You're gonna go up and sneak up on somebody for the purpose. He doesn't of scaring sneak them. up on them. He sneaks up on you, the audience. No, well, he snuck up on the doctor when the doctor was clearly. He's like, you're a cop. You got to know you're gonna freak this guy out if you're just gonna come out of nowhere and you're just trying to fuck with people and those kinds of jump scares those are cheap as hell and i i do not like the cheap ones uh my i would say the best point i could argue against that is that uh, the jump scares for a jump scare sake is like that that looks to me like a new ish filmmaker like John Carpenter isn't the established voice that he is now or was mm -hmm. um after he made this movie it just seems to me like if someone, if an audience member came in looking for a, a horror, a horror picture, and they were like, I don't remember feeling scared until someone started dying, like then it, it would, it might not be reviewed as well. If there's a lot of tension and then some of those payoffs, like little bit, uh, like building little um, right. jump scares and like the audience does feel frightened, but also very tense, yep. um, but still very tense. Uh, and I, I also think the, the other purpose that serves is it's not unnecessary and it keeps the audience on some kind of edge. Like there are, there are many corners that we turn around. There are times when we're alone with the character yep. and nothing actually happens. Yep. And that's what it makes those jump scares worth it. Because if nothing happens across the board, we know, we know not to expect anything. And now like, yep. and now people check out, you can't you can't last 55 minutes with people not expecting anything bad to happen. And then one big payoff, like we got it, you got to elevate the tension. And so however unnecessary they may seem to a person who doesn't like them all that much, they are. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And, and that was done pretty effectively. But I, but again, I, I'm, I don't get the, the, the desire to be scared like that. I don't see, I don't get, I'm not entertained by that. I'm disturbed. It's a rush. Uh, I I will take an emotional crying movie over you know someone, some some. Uh, let's go back to past lives. Like that's the like, sign me up for that a hundred times before you make me watch one of these. Um, the, the, and again, I want to go back to the first ten minutes, which I thought were really solid, and I was really excited for how this movie was going to go. It's like make me think. What's you know. The guy's in the in the mental hospital. That's interesting. There's, he breaks out of prison. It was a kind of ridiculous scene when he breaks out, but in a, in a 1978 way, it, it it was it was proper. Um, but there was no like twist. Like the kid, the kid does the killing in the beginning. It's like give me give me some meat as opposed to we're going to have 45 minutes of stalking now with some really terrible teenage dialogue. You know, oh. so that that part of the movie is dated. You know the teenage dialogue, and that can yeah. be, that can be, and really bad babysitting. Uh, um, <laughs> just try to remember, like what Some, that seemed was that not the norm? Was that not like? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I guess, I guess get it was. high before you start babysitting, and then go leave play the kid with, these, with another uh, friend. 
go play with these sharp knives and, and, you know, stick some screwdrivers in some electrical sockets to entertain yourself. Maybe that was <laughs> the way we were being babysat back in the yeah. day, but, um, 78, how old was I? I was 12 years old. So that was, I was prime, you know, end of my being babysat career, I think at that point. <laughs> yeah. So there had to be, there had to be some like, um, uh... I don't know what it's, I forget the word, the word is escaping me. Some corners being cut when people were babysitting mm -hmm. back then. Less accountability than if you install a bunch of cameras in and outside your home. Right. Which you can right. now. Um, so this, <laughs> I wish you liked it, Eric. I wish you let could me, let me see ask what you now, I see. In terms of, in terms of no, you, you're not going to get, you're not, this is my nature. You're not going to get me to like this movie. Even if you gave me the best horror movie on the planet, I would say, you know, I listed the ones that I, you know, the six senses of the world, the shinings, you're, you're going right up to the line and that's as far as I'm going to go. And those are, I would imagine you, you like those movies, right? I mean, yeah, these are, yeah, those yeah. are good films, but this kind of, this level of, of horror is not my thing, but name for me, if you would, I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't prepare you for this question, but name no. for me, if you would, two or three, movies of the last horror movies of the last five to 10 years that you would say owes a debt to Halloween 78 and that really sort of propel and continues the, the horror genre for you that are similar to this movie. Well, for me, it was one of them. Um, okay. When I saw that in theaters, that was genuinely scary. And like I almost like I almost had to get out of the theater. I was like, "This is Ooh, this is too was, much." Was that a play on words? No, but Get Out is one of them. Also, okay, I think they're both 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It is 2017 for sure. Is that also um, uh, the director? Bill Sorry. Scar. Oh, well, Bill Skarsgård is the uh, is it, and I okay. think that's a really good. I, I just think it's a really Andy, good iteration. Andy Muschietti. I'm not. I'm not it's sure. The director, the, the director of it. Okay. Of what he does, but that movie Get Out is definitely one of them. Um, there's two. I think like, you know, this is why I wish we did talk to me. But I know we. I know we didn't. I wish I had seen it in theaters, which I really regret not doing. But I felt like I, instead of seeing Talk to Me in theaters, I saw Bottoms in theaters. So, um, don't get me started. <laughs> um, so talk to me was 2022. And I don't know. Uh, Pe people have talked about talk to me, but there, I oh, haven't yeah, that seen was a the, lot so of... the, just for everyone. That was the oh, one you oh. recommended I watch before we settled on a Halloween. And I went to the trailer for talk to me and said, no, yeah. N O I'm not watching this movie. The ones I do want to mention are X and Pearl. Um, I'm thinking about dressing up as, uh, me and Caroline might go as like, uh, the Scarecrow and um, and Pearl from, I think it was Pearl. I think it's, yeah. Yeah, the movie. The, so so the series is by T. West starring Mia Goth as Pearl. Um, the first one that comes out is X. And that's like 2021 horror. Um, Mia Goth is a character she Mia Goth is playing a like porn actress they're renting this house um on a property with these two old farmers with this old farmer couple and um things go sideways 
Pearl is the backstory to that farming to that farmer couple, mm. um, and that's another great horror movie. Gotcha. Um, and and the next in the trilogy, by, directed by T West, is Maxine. Maxine is the character that um, gets out of X, the movie, played by Mia Goth, and is okay. now like going to New York. And I think that's coming out this year, maybe twenty four. I'm not sure, but Based on those what you are really me. those are really horror movies that uh, kids my age and and older are seeing. I I wouldn't like these movies. I would not like these movies. Correct? No, you wouldn't. You would not okay. like them because yeah. it's like now some of it is funny. Like and also Mia Goth's performance as like a scream queen, but not really because she like kind of she does something different. She doesn't quite just scream. She also is the murderer in um in Pearl, like she is the villain there and the person killing. So I, you know, if I had to pick, it would be the it would be that trilogy that people are really gravitating towards for like new A twenty four horror that's like really scary Ari Aster stuff um psychological and really just fucked up really fucked up stuff to see um but yeah like that's what i would say okay um i'm not gonna see any of those movies i know but thank you for telling our audience uh some some comps so if you are on my side go see those movies you'll like them too and you'll find something new in those movies but yeah, like also back then, uh, Eraserhead was released in '77. Like that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the Shining is another one of my favorite movies. It, it this is just a shit ton of good horror in the late '70s. People really figured it out. So The Shining, compared to this, is really interesting because that one had that was like a puzzle you were putting together too. Like you were trying to figure out why they were in the hotel, what the hotels, what the vibe is at the hotel, why it's doing what it's doing. And, and there's, there's some, you know, back in time, back in the day, why, why is this person sort of existing in two places kind of thing? So that was always making your head spin about what was going on when, when you get into like minute 15 of this, it's like, oh, no, sort of the, the history of it and, and what happened with the original killing in 63 or whatever is like in the past and we're not really going to reference that anymore it just was the reason this dude was put in a mental hospital in the first place and um yeah and that's why shutter island it sort of goes at the end of shutter island it comes full circle it's like got it that's you know it's it's like there's there's this major twist you're like i gotta see that movie again because this all makes sense and i need to fill in these gaps see like that now, kind of i'm stuff. gonna i'm gonna disagree with you here you've been Go. on my ass all day i don't think shutter island was worth rewatching. Mm. I, I saw it and I was like, I, I think maybe rewatching, if you want to learn how to make movies, you can watch any Scorsese, almost any Scorsese movie and learn another, another thing you've never seen before is it's right there and he's doing it really well. But that movie to me was like, uh, okay. Okay, cool. All right. That's the that's ni- it's a very nice twist. It's really well done. But after that yep. twist, it was like, ee. Now I'm not looking around every corner. I know that's a red herring. I know that's whatever. And so this movie still is like, I know what's happening, but the tension still works. Like my, it still elicits a physical reaction in me. I can tell that my brain is sending out signals and chemicals into my body to alert me. Like something could be wrong right now. Mm -hmm. Like that is, 
that is real and that's a that's real to me and that's like i really admire that that a film can do that not only um 45 years later but also on the second time seeing when i know what's going to happen got it i i will a little shout out again to marie don't listen to ben go see shutter island <laughs> okay fine but you should go see shutter island for the first time call me if you see it for a second time I'd love to hear from you guys if you actually see that movie for a second time. I may be speaking to my demo and not yours on that one. So maybe. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, any, any, and more? we haven't even talked about like the creation of the subtext of like sex and horror. Uh, I don't know if I want to talk with you about that. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I do want to mention it because it's an important thing. Like evil dead, um, Sam Raimi takes from it like every horror genre now speaks in some like Rosemary's Baby it's all about it's not all about but it's a, there's a lot of like um the way horror and like who dies how do they die what what do they do before they die are they doing something while they die like hmm. um who kills them it, it's all like there's a lot of psychosexual things happening and to me, I, I have not seen a movie earlier than this that really goes into like these girls are being punished for being sexually active. Mm -hmm. And like that's how people read into this movie. And I think it's the correct way to read into it. You can't really read into it any other way besides like these sexually active women in this uh, in, in this movie get murdered. All three of them. They're all dead. And the sexually active man, just because I don't know why, uh, fucking whatever. But this is like that first movie that really starts off this um, this really interesting dialogue between sex and horror and death and violence and women. Like it's a huge part of the horror of what the horror genre is now, and how deep you can go with the horror genre, and how being scared. And like systematically killing people can really tell you can really tell a story despite there being a pretty obvious formula and like what you're saying is is kind of um, we all kind of know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I talked about this. La there was like a class last year that I took that we had a whole unit on like women in horror and we had to watch Rosemary's Baby and write about it and like um, yeah all these different things. Some is someone uh, taking your attention, Eric? I, I forgot to turn off my alerts. The the, the post wedding texts are coming, so I'm, okay. I'm turn off the alerts. Sorry. Well, that's good. That's a good thing at least. But yeah, there's there's so much to talk about with the subtext, and I won't because mm -hmm. you didn't enjoy this movie. So I'll leave that for the audience. No, it's okay. There's there's I'm not I've already, the audience. I've, I've, said so enough. I've said enough. It was it was a good comment. I'm not the audience, so go ahead and uh, and and let them know for sure there's just a lot of psychosexual things that happen in this movie and it's, it just looks like it's, it looks like it's made by smart people. You know, they're saying something mm -hmm. with it. It's not just gore. I hate movies that are just cop outs. No, you're like, right. Mm -hmm. that, are, that are just cheap jump scares and gore. Really. That's what it is now. Like Halloween six. I don't know. We could, <laughs> the other podcasts have done like all the, I think that's my fire alarm. Mike Myers. Is the... It's definitely a fire alarm. Report of an emergency. 
Well, I honestly, I was we thinking wrapping, about wrapping, we wrapping up. up anyway. We were wrapping <laughs> up anyway. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, drinkdirtysue.com. Uh, <laughs> premium olive mixers for your martinis, whiskey cherries, olives. Buy it at dirtysue.com. <laughs> we were wrapping up anyway, Ben. Yeah, we were. Let's get the fuck out of here. This this sucks. It's fine. I'm just trying to make a point. This While is real, real life. Are right. you making you leave? Yeah, I do have to leave. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this shit up. Um, always um, a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> always a pleasure, Eric. You too, um, Ben. Yeah. Bye. Good talk. Good talk.